Welcome back to That's What She Said. Today, we are discussing college relationships. Yes, we will be getting into the types of relationships you'll see at every college, um, what we might be considering healthy or not. By no means are we experts, but we have a lot of opinions, and how seriously we are really going to take all these college relationships. Let's definitely clarify, we are going to be talking about college relationships. I don't have enough experience to be talking about married or 30-year-old couples. Um, so yeah, let's just kick it right off with like, what are the types of relationships we're seeing at every college? I've kind of broke it down into a couple of names. Um, we can dissect each of them. And I just feel like this is a holistic view of like everyone you know. So do you want to go ahead and read all of them? I would love to. So what I feel like me and Soph tend to see a lot is there is the codependent and toxic relationship. Yes, and there's also the typical long distance in college. You know, your partner from high school, you're still with them. Maybe they graduated and you met them in college, but there's always someone going through a long distance struggle. You're not in the same area code. Okay, moving on. And then we have the mom and dad, the married couple. Right, you just see this couple and you're like, yes. Makes sense. They're mom and dad. Like, you're out here doing your whole life, whatever, and they are just the stable beacon of light that you see in the distance. Mm -hmm. And then there's also just the I forgot they were dating couples. <laughs> like, this person is out, like, talking to people at the bars, and you're like, wait, aren't you dating someone? And you're just like, you totally forgot they were even dating because they hang out once every two weeks, and it's just kind of... I they're think, there to be there. I think there's, like, two sides to that where, like, you forget they're dating. We're also, like, I'm not going to say it's kind of like a status relationship, but, like, I feel like you kind of see this in Greek life a lot where it's, like, the girl in the top sorority and then the guy in the top frat and it's, like, the dream couple, but, like... That doesn't even sound real. They don't actually I like each other. like you're reading a movie script to me I'm right not. Now. <laughs> no, I see it a lot. All right, so just to begin, um, going back to the codependent and toxic relationships that you often see in college, just because... You know, we're all maturing at different rates. We're all away from home. Um, it's easy to become dependent on a person, but let's just chat a little bit about the signifiers of what makes these relationships problematic. I feel like I was kind of in a codependent relationship before. Um, plot twist, Moni was in a four-year relationship before. Why? Oh, my God, I know. But anyways, um, I feel like I was co codependent on that man a lot in high school and it took until we were long distance and I was away for him to, for me to like kind of form my own individual individuality and like be more dependent. Right. Um, I think like a one hallmark of a codependent relationship is like, you don't know where that person's interests and friendships stop and like the other person's begin. If that makes any sense, it's like they have the same friends and they do everything together and they don't have any individual traits at a certain point. And it's kind of like a couple where you sit there and in your head you're like, so what the fuck happens when you break up? They're like half of a person. Right, exactly. And then next, just starting off with the next one, we have the long distance relationships in college. Hooey. <laughs> um, Monica, I feel like you have more to add on this, but I definitely have some thoughts as well. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like... It really all depends. Like, I did a long-distance relationship, and, like, it's not horrible as long as you really, like, 
Trust is so important. You got to communicate. I personally will never be doing that again unless it's like my husband. Um, but you know, sometimes it really does like work for people if they really are truly healthy. But like me, if you weren't really in a healthy relationship, do not do it because we're obviously not together anymore. So, you know? Yeah. And I think also with long distance relationships, a lot of the time people are like, it's a failure and you shouldn't do it. And if it fails, it's because you guys didn't love each other enough or something like that. Or like it wasn't a healthy enough relationship. But I would also argue like some people just aren't made for long distance relationships. Like everyone has different, like I know love languages are out of date and we're not supposed to use them. Say that. But if you were someone who's really into physical touch and quality time um, and even just someone who feels like they aren't like good at communicating over text or the phone that's never been a way they like to communicate with people like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that's something for you you know I think it's like the biggest failure in long distance relationships is like there's communication but like it kind of like turns into like a possessiveness at least Mm -hmm. like for me like we dated we did long distance like my freshman year of college and when I tell you like it was so possessive where it was like what are you doing like 24 7 of the day and you know like I if we weren't doing long distance, like, I shouldn't be having to update you what I'm doing every part of the day. Like, I can let you know, give you an update at the end of the day, but, like, it kind of turns, like, possessive. Right, because it's, like, the standards are different. It's, like, overcompensating for the fact that you're not constantly with that person where you do more than you would ever would have done in the first place. Like, like you said, like, you wouldn't have someone be like, what are you eating? Are you thinking of me? What are you doing? <laughs> like, that's not normal when you're together in person. Like, you'd maybe talk on the phone at the end of the day or, like, update, but it's, like... The location tracking, I hear, like, horror stories of, like, I need to know where you are at all times. And, like, that's not something you would do if you're with that person in person. So why are we still doing it? Um, And I think (laughs) another, like, long-distance relationship that's really prominent in college that everyone sees is, like, in high school, people date. And I'm not even just talking about your relationship. It's, Mm -hmm. like, people will date in high school. And they're, like, why wouldn't we want to date in college? Because they have, like, no perspective of, like, what the college experience is. Yeah. Um. And especially, like, I have a friend whose, like, little siblings are going off to college, and he's like, I'm going to stay with my girlfriend, all this stuff. And I was just telling him, like, you know, you're going to get here, and you're going to want to be able to hang out with whoever you want. The dorms are so social now that we're out of COVID. Like, you're going to want to, like, not limit your experience and not, like, hold yourself back from making friends. And now when I talk to all these other juniors and, like, upperclassmen in college, I'm like, what were your regrets? Like, every one of them is, like, holding on to my relationship from high school. Which I'm not saying, like, sometimes it really does work, and if it works, it works, but so much of the time, it's, like, you're still trying to hold on to something when, like, this is the place where you develop your life so much, Mm -hmm. and you're just not going to, like, the chance of you developing your life at the same rate as this person you met in high school is just, like, so small. A thousand percent. Like, it kind of subconsciously holds you back. Like, I, the person who I was freshman year is a completely different person. I'm obviously not going to just blame that on having a high school relationship that I was holding on to but like you know you blossom you definitely blossom when you're alone and like really doing your own thing in college and it's not to say that growth isn't possible in a relationship like if it's a healthy relationship there definitely should be growth but um I think when you're also just tied to things back at home when you're in a new place it's not always the best and it's like sometimes one person will be having a better time at college than the other person and then You'll feel responsibility to, like, take care of that person when you really need to be out, like, socializing and, like, doing what's best for you. And it's just, like, hard to balance that, I think. So, Sophia, I often call you and your boy, Fee, uh, mom and dad, not in a bad way, but I think there is two sides to it. Can you go into that? 
yeah, I think the mom and dad couple, it's like you're steady, you're together. Um, but it's also important not to fall into like complacency. Like we are young, we're 20 something. Like you don't want to be referred to as the mom and dad that sleep in separate beds and don't have sex anymore. <laughs> like <laughs> that's the other side of mom and dad. So, you know, I think like you'll see a lot of couples in college where it's like they become vegetables together almost. <laughs> it's like, you know, they sit on their couch together all day long and they just they stay up and they do this, and they do everything together. And it's sometimes mom and dad can merge with the codependent couple. Oh, yeah. Oftentimes. Um, so it's important, like if you are a mom and dad relationship status, meaning you're like really together, you're really securing your relationship. If you're so secure in your relationship, it's important to do things for yourself, you know, because it's like you don't have to spend time constantly growing and feeding this relationship. If it's solid, then go take time and go meet other people and go do things for yourself and have your own things to do. Because, like, the best part of being in a secure couple, to me at least, is that I can go do my thing all day and know that, like, at the end of the day, I can come back and talk to my boyfriend and I don't have to, like, worry about things. You know what I mean? Like, that's the best part is that I can do my own thing and I know he'll still be there at the end of the day. Yeah, honestly, like, Sophia, you give me the biggest, like, wake-up call. <laughs> Sophia, how long have you been with your boyfriend? Like, a year? Um, yeah, like, a year and a half. Bro, Shadi still gets so did all the time, and she's like, I'm not gonna just fall into a habit where I don't, like, do stuff for myself, and I'm like, you know what, you're so right, because I feel like a lot of couples, which isn't a bad thing, but you do... You stop doing things for you and you stop wanting to make yourself beautiful because you just, which isn't a bad thing. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? It's the whole, I don't know if anyone's heard of this um, term going around called boyfriend air. Um, <laughs> Y'all, it's giving a little toxic, I won't lie. I have <laughs> experienced boyfriend air. It's not, it's not good, guys. Which I will say this term is controversial, but the overall meaning that people on like social media are assigning to it is basically boyfriend air is where you get in a relationship and you start ingesting that boyfriend or partner girlfriend air essentially <laughs> and it makes you like i don't want to say ugly but it makes you sort of like it makes you a little musty. start to like let yourself go because you it's like go. you get that security and it's like everyone's like you're you know you're going out to dates and you're doing this and you're just like throwing self-care in the trash can and it's like you're breathing that boyfriend air i was too comfortable going out <laughs> so goddamn bummy bro Right, because the common, like, belief of getting yourself did and, like, doing self-care and going to the gym and just, like, not even going to the gym, but just, like, making yourself feel good going for walks, like, doing a face mask, things like that is, like, I'm doing it to appeal to, like, whoever I want to attract. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, oh, if you have a partner, why are you bothering to do that? I'm like, no, that's for yourself. You do it for yourself. Exactly. And finally, we have the I forgot they were dating couple. This isn't necessarily a bad thing, but, you know... If I'm booed up, I want to be able to see my boo, like, you know, a couple times a week. I don't need to see them every day. But, like, if I'm only seeing you, like, maybe once a week, like, I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's hard to, because it's like some might listen to us and be like, well, you hang out with them too much and you're codependent, but if you're not enough, you're forgetting. And it's like, I don't know, there's a happy medium and, like, there are some people that are just really busy and, mm -hmm. like, don't, like, you know, they aren't able to see their partner all the time. But... I would also say, like, the what goes in him with the I forgot they were dating couple is, like, do y'all talk? Like, are you checking in? Like, do they know Do they know what's going on in your life? Or, I mean, this kind of goes into what we're going to discuss later, but it's, like, are you dating someone because you are, like, infatuated with them as a person mm -hmm. and you genuinely want to know what's happening? Or are you dating them because you're, like, oh, I'm 20 now and I'm away from home and 
I want to be in a relationship because that's what people do. And it's like, you just want that relationship status. I think codependency really ties into this one too. Yeah. So after wrapping up those different types of couples, there's a lot of benefits. There's a lot of negatives. Um, So we really just kind of wanted to get into discussing, like, no matter what your type of couple is, like, we can still discern what's healthy and what's not. Um, So today we're going to talk to some people in the EMU, some U of students about what healthy relationships they're seeing around them, what makes up a healthy relationship, and also what maybe makes up an unhealthy relationship to them. Hi, my name is Riley. And then talking about healthy, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Communication, good communication versus uh, like being controlling about things. My name is Ariel. Um, I think a healthy relationship is having boundaries, and by boundaries, what I mean is making sure that you're taking care of yourself first and taking care of your work. Because at uh, at the same time, we're here to you know get school done and everything like that. And um, I definitely think that if you don't have boundaries and if you aren't good with yourself, then you don't need to be in a relationship. So my name's Christina, and I think for a healthy relationship, and I've been saying this forever, is when, like, you're not codependent on each other and being, like, I have my own life and you're not my whole life. Like, just having that independence and being able to be part of one another's life and not just, like, the whole thing. Because I know a lot of, like, relationships end up being, like, oh, like, you're not, like, around enough or, like, but it's, like, they are. They're just not around 24-7. And that's healthy. So, yeah, that was that was a lot. There's a lot of different opinions on what a healthy relationship looks like. Kind of bringing it back to us, what do you think a healthy relationship looks like, Soph? Um, I think there's, like, a lot of different, like, pieces to that. And I guess we can go into each different piece. But... One of the first things that comes to mind is just, like, having your own hobbies. Like, I cannot tell you how much this is something I've thought about since coming to college is, like, seeing people not have their own thing they like to do outside of schoolwork and their partner. Like, Mm -hmm. your partner is not a hobby. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. And, like, I feel like when you don't have your own hobbies, like, your mental health is going to go so down the drain, especially if you break up. Like, because then literally they become your entire universe like you have no other passions or nothing going on in your life other than school and a partner right and it's like all about finding a balance because it's like sometimes you have free time and it's like yeah you should really be into the person you're dating you should be like wow I have like an two hours to kill right now let's go hang out with them let's see what they're doing that's healthy but also at the same time like you need to like make yourself the best version of yourself to actually have a good relationship and I'm not saying like mentally ill people can't have relationships obviously like (laughs) you want to be with someone who supports you when you're not having a great time and when you're going through tough times but it's also important to not have them be like solely responsible for your happiness like that's really dangerous so I think it's important to be like I have two hours let me go paint let me I'm not saying every hobby has to be like go paint your hobby can literally be walking and listening to podcasts like it Mm -hmm. really just needs to be something you could do on your own that is constant and you'll always be able to do whether you're with that person or not And honestly, guys, like, your hobbies and your passions do not have to also be the same as your partner. Like, it could be really cool. Like, maybe your partner is really into cooking and you're really bad at cooking. Then you get to learn how to cook or you're really into shopping or something like that. And obviously, in a healthy relationship, you would want your partner to also, even if they don't like that, to still be engaged in your passion, too. And it creates, like, cool things you can do together. Monica, switching it back to you, 
What's something you think makes a relationship healthy or not? It sounds kind of corny, but they better not be ruining your sparkle, guys. Um, I have a common tendency to really get wrapped up in someone I'm interested in, and I kind of lose who I am for a bit. And I really like that, even if it's intentional or not, they like do bring me down. And I just don't be acting like myself. I'm not like motivated to do the things I care about, or I just just don't be me if that makes sense. Um, so I think genuinely like you want to in a healthy relationship, you want your partner to really motivate you and make you the best person, the best possible version of yourself. If that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. And something I've also heard you talk about that I think obviously don't dull my sparkles, even as simple as like, don't date someone who like is going to be embarrassed by you in public when you're acting yourself or like (laughs) you're out having a good time. Like, if you're not someone who likes to dance at parties, don't, and you get embarrassed, like, maybe don't date someone who does that if you're going to be like, oh my gosh, what are they doing? You know, it's like, you don't have to, that's the thing is the common misconception is like, you have to both be extroverts or both be introverts. You can be mismatched, but just like, be with someone who's not going to like, make you think twice about what you would usually do when you're like, going out or in a social situation. Definitely. I have so much experience with men trying to tell me to tone it down and reel it in because I have definitely a big personality and I own that and I don't like someone telling me to reel it in which is kind of also difficult especially like if you like dating someone who is like your opposite or something so that can be challenging but like I promise you guys you don't have to settle for someone who's going to dull your sparkle because you think it's going to be like that like and then I feel like a really big thing you do see in college relationships is a lot of people do forget where they come from can you elaborate on that yeah it's kind of the idea of like growth and like you know becoming a better person within a relationship but also like changing too much of who you are and it's like don't forget where you came from don't forget who your friends were before your relationship like Um, I mean, a lot of college is kind of an identity crisis in itself. Um, even just like with friendships, not just relationships, it's like a lot of people forget where they came from, um, and kind of like want to start a new version of themselves. And it's really tempting to do that. And also I don't want to say you can't like become a different version of yourself in college. That's kind of what it's for. But, um, don't like, if you're doing all of this to pursue someone, you're like acting a certain way and you're trying to like oh my gosh, I know they're into this. Let me learn this to impress them and like do all those things. Like don't do that. And then you get them and you realize you're not, this isn't who you are. And that's not even what you like, you know? No, it definitely is someone who has done that before where I did. I'm not going to say dropped all my friends, but I was not the best friend to even my bestest, bestest friends because of a man, because I just put so much of my energy and time into the partner. Um, Don't do that. I don't know. It's like, not even about like the consequence of you guys breaking up, but it's just like, it really does isolate you. And it kind of just makes you like your whole world becomes that other person, which is so not healthy. And like, there's so many other people in the world that love you and they want to be like, be around you. And like, life isn't just about the love of your life. It's about so many other people, the friends, like different soulmates and all that. Right. And I feel like one of the hardest things in a relationship is like, when they don't get along with your friends. So (laughs) don't set your partner and your relationship up for that by forgetting them. Um, It's just going to make your life so much easier. And it's really possible to do both. Like, obviously, every once in a while, you're going to have to, like, choose, not choose one over another, but you're just going to have to be like, look, I planned this thing with my partner. I want to go do this. Or look, I promised my friends I would go out. 
And in the moment, it feels like the weight of that decision is like, everyone's going to hate me if I Mm -hmm. go out with my friends instead of going to dinner with my partner or vice versa. But like, I guarantee you, you're going to look back in a week and be like, that wasn't that deep either way, whatever decision I made, like just spread the love around, honestly. And like the biggest red flag is like your partner should never, ever, ever make you feel guilty for hanging out with your friends. They should support that. Right, exactly. So just to wrap it up, um, like I really just do want to talk about how serious is all of this. You know, we're sitting on our podcast. We're talking about it. We're not experts, but also at the end of the day, like, is it really that serious or is it very serious? Like how much weight should we be giving to your relationships in college? Like mm-hmm. what, what exactly does it mean? I mean, every person is different, you know, like I, my parents always tell me my dad's like, you're going to date so many people, Monica, blah, 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 blah. And like, that's his perspective. Personally, my own perspective is like, I'm not saying like I'm dating to marry because I kind of hate that saying, but like also like if I'm dating someone, I do like want to take them seriously and like, not that I'm going to end up with them, but like also like I could possibly, if the world if it was a perfect world, I could end up with them, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I'm somewhere on the less serious side of that, though. It's like, I think, like, relationships don't always have to have the end point of getting married also just because a lot of people, like, marriage isn't even something they know if they want to do or not. Like, I think for me, relationships is just, like, they're very impactful for different periods of your life. Um, and a lot of it is, like, personal growth in different eras of yourself, like, for me, I I mean, obviously this will change, and I feel like everyone who's married now probably looks back and is like, I thought the same thing, but I'm like, that's not something I see anywhere near in my future. So it's like mm-hmm. for me, if like this feels like the most fulfilling thing in the moment in my life and like there's nothing negative about it, then I don't really get too wrapped up in the future. Um, but then again, there's a lot of people that come to college who are like, I'm going to meet my husband here. It's also very dependent because my parents met when they were almost 40. So that's not really like the perspective I have of what a partnership looks like. But I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people whose parents did meet in college. I think they're just I don't know. The whole pressure of like you have to meet your soulmate in college just is unrealistic. And like personally, I'm just trying to live in the moment more and not like have any expectations. But at the same time, though, like, I don't know. I like to take people more seriously than just. Going with a whim, you know? Yeah, and I think a lot of it also depends on, like, what your plans are post-graduation. Like, do you want to travel the world? Do you have one career you're set on? Are you really more interested in furthering, like, the relationships in your life and growing a family? Like, that kind of all depends on, like, what your internal dialogue and, like, what your plans are. And honestly, I think that kind of goes into our last part about forcing relationships and, like, the whole argument of, do you really, really like them? Are you actually infatuated with them? Or do you just like the idea of them and being in a relationship? Right. Because um, I think a lot of times, like, even though we make it sound oftentimes on our podcast that everyone just, like, no one wants to settle down. Everyone just wants to hook up and, like, kind of sleep around in college. Like, there's definitely half of people that, like, like the idea of being in a relationship. They're like, I want to post my signature on Instagram. I want to... Mm-hmm you know, have someone to sleep over after a night out. Like, I just want to claim someone Um, when it's like, do you really like them? Or is it like the type of thing where you're like, I'm doing this for now because it's convenient, you know? And I feel like also another thing you really do have to think about with dating in college, with all the pressures and everything going around you, um, do you really like them or 
are they just a really nice person? You think that they're good for you because someone can be really, really good for you and like look fantastic on paper and check all those goddamn boxes. But if you don't like them and you really don't like everything about them, like do not date them. Yeah. And also like, even though we're going through all this and saying this is toxic and this is not, I also do just want to add at the end. Like, if you don't see relationships as something deeply serious and the person you're with also doesn't, like, who am I to say that you can't just date and have fun? Like, it's really up to you. Um, We are in college at the end of the day. Like, do what you want. If you think this is just an experience and the other person is on the same page as you and you're going to look back in five years and be like, oh, he was fun and that was fun and, like, that was a really interesting period of my life and I'm just happy I met that person and I learned a lot of things from them, but it was never that deep, like, I'm I'm not one to judge. Like, that's kind of your own story. And, like, again, it's kind of individual. Like, I'm not saying if you're dating someone, college has to be super serious. But I'm also not saying take it lightly. I think the most important thing is you're on the same page as the person you're with. Because, like, college is just really supposed to be fun. So if you're doing it just to, like, settle down, you're like, I got to get through this so we can graduate together. Like, I think that's also kind of dumb. So if you're living in the moment, you're both really enjoying being with each other, like, I'm not going to judge you for it. Have those uncomfortable conversations about where you are completely honest about what you want after college, after graduation, because those conversations will have to come around. So you want to make sure you're on the same page. So you're not like, oh, this is like not that deep. And the other person is like, wait, I thought you were the love of my life. Yeah, don't do that. That's (laughs) not good. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of That's What She Said. We'll be back at you with another episode soon. Keep refreshing your page. Keep waiting for it and keep tuning in. Bye-bye.